Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia. And your co-host, JL. And on this episode, we have wonderful author, Joshua. He is the author of Colorful Colors in the Sky, the children's book. Joshua, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing good. Fantastic. Fantastic. And Joshua, where are you located? I am located in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm in the Midwest. Um, So yeah, that's where I'm at, Kansas City, Missouri, where the weather can be anything from one day to the next. (laughs) So, so yeah, so we've heard. We, We actually still need to get to Kansas City. We're trying to go to a book event, literally every major city. Uh, in the United States, we've gone to quite a bit already, but ever since we moved to Texas, believe it or not, we've learned a lot more about other states other than out east, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we will definitely let you know when we're in Kansas City. Perfect. We love visitors here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Joshua, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Uh, We know where you're from, but tell us what you do for a living and how writing came to mind. Yeah, so I am Joshua. I'm 27 years old. Um, I actually kind of work in the healthcare um, for my day-to-day job. I'm a QC tech for um, ShareCare, so I review medical records. So my day is not as exciting as it is when it comes to writing. Uh, But I got into writing at a very young age, started off with poetry, um, sort of writing in the church, like for Easter, like writing speeches, things like that is kind of what um, brought the spark on. And then I believe when I was sort of in high school in English class was like the only class I was excited to go to um, was when I started getting into more storytelling and understanding script writing and understanding how to um, do a storyboard and kind of going into the behind the scenes of filmmaking is really kind of what my start into writing was. I started in scripts when it came to stories. Um, And then in college, I kind of took poetry more seriously. Didn't think that I could fully do it as a job. So I just started writing poetry as just personal. And then um, I got more into storytelling with children's books and then script writing. Wonderful. And, and thank you for, for what you do. And, and anybody in the medical field, you just you just have to thank them because this has been very uh, trying times for anybody who's who's in the field with COVID and everything like that. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm very fortunate to work from home with that. But even just all sort of sides of healthcare, it is mentally, which I'm so glad that I have writing as a therapy just to kind of pull my brain back from and just sort of go into an imaginary world. But some of the things that you see and you read, it can really be mentally challenging on you. So I'm very appreciative to have writing as that coping skill. And sometimes writing is is the way that people release any of those tensions or or traumas that they're that they're going through as well. So, you know, writing is just a, a great way to to, uh, you know, not only express yourself, but to release anything that's really holding you down. So I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. With yeah. that being said, whether it's with this book or writing in general, what are struggles that you do have when you're writing? And actually when it was, uh, when you were coming up with the concept of this book, Colorful Colors in the Sky, what were some struggles that you had? 
with this book in particular, I think that first was finding the right publisher. I think ideally I was going into, into this. It's my very first published work. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was one day I would think like, oh, this is so easy. The next day it would be like the most hardest day, like trying to find, you know, climax of the story and is it even good enough to sell and how do I even sell it visionary like how do I even put it together so I think the hardest part was finding a publishing company that one believes in you and two actually provide a resources and doesn't just want your money um, to sort of just use you so that was the hardest part um, and I think once I found that it was so much more easier once I found 105 publishing company everything just sort of like just flew so easily and so helpful and the resources you guys had and all the answers you guys had just made it so much easier so I think that writing it was definitely hard but then also finding that right publisher was was the hardest such kind words we appreciate it we, we really do it it just drives us to continue what we're doing and to keep going Cause you know, business, being a business owner and owning a business, it just, we have our times where we're like, man, this is too much. This is, this is, it's a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Hearing things like what you said and helping people like you is what drives us every day. So we really appreciate that. Of course. Um, and I think it really also representation matters. I think I learned that the most throughout this process was I writing a black children's book. I didn't want to, I was so particular with the publishing company that I wanted because I didn't want to have to sit down with white, um, with a white publishing company and explain, this is why I want this to be a certain shade. This is why I want this character to be this shade and what the hair is going to look like. Representation matters so much. I didn't, I shouldn't have to feel like I have to explain that. So finding a black owned publishing company that knew what they were doing and that was so helpful and went above and beyond was such a key resource to this whole process so I give you guys your flowers thank you for that and it's, it's actually funny because we we partner with publishers as well you know you that they may have their name on it but and a lot many people don't know this but we we all try to work together and, you know, if, if another publishing house is short on something, whether it's editing or cover designs or anything like that, we partner with other publishers. And so that's actually funny you say that because I'm certain that some of the people we partner with, that's the exact reason, because they are at least aware enough <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they are aware enough that, okay, I know I may not know the lingo or if it's, you know, one of those stories where it's taking place in a particular neighborhood. I don't want to offend this author by changing it. So, you know, I think I, I definitely hear what you're saying. You know, it's it's great to, I think the, the best story I could think of when was when I was in college I went to a barber shop. I left New York City to go to Bowling Green, Ohio, which has like no people in it at all. It's like two people when college is not in session. And I went to a barber and he said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how to cut your hair. Yeah. And I did. I wasn't offended. You yeah. know what I mean? I was mm -hmm. not offended because I saved money and he saved time. <laughs> yes. So, you know. 
<laughs> so there are those publishers who unfortunately yes they are still putting books together like it's the 1940s and 1950s but you know i am happy we were able to uh, make this happen for you yes i agree i agree Yes. So what's some advice that you have for someone who is currently going through the the publishing process or they're looking for a publisher like you were, um, but doesn't know what to do or where to begin? What's some advice that you have? I think join as many groups, um, read as many forums, do the research. For me, how I found you guys was I just joined a bunch of writing Facebook groups. I joined a lot of Black literature Facebook groups just to sort of see what are people talking about? What are the resources that people are using to get their product out? Um, and then I think also when it comes to writing, I would say write, write from what you know. Start with the experience that you have um, that is going to be the easiest to get pen to paper because no one can tell your story better than what you can. So I would say if you're kind of like starting that process of not knowing what to write or where to start, write for what you know. Um, write about either start writing about your day, like say I had this sort of day, and go from there and see how the story builds. Um, that also helped me a lot of times that I didn't know where to write. Um, and so yeah, I would say just join a bunch of groups. Join a, that helped me a lot. That's some really good advice. Getting, you know, being being part of, like you said, groups or organizations or even, you know, in-person groups as uh, yes. COVID doesn't quite disappear, but it's yeah. getting better um, it, it, in our society as a whole is getting a little bit better. But joining like-minded people or even people who have, you know, it's okay to talk to someone who's written five books. Somehow, yes. some way, they can still learn something from you too. So connect with that person. And that's the best way to move forward. Now, yes. tell us a little bit more about Colorful Colors because I I just think that the the concept behind it is is so amazing. Just, just in, in the sense of we're inadvertently talking about facing your fears and really finding out that your fears aren't as bad as you think. So tell us a little bit more about Colorful Colors. Yes. So Colorful Colors, it's sort of based on me as a kid. I had a fear of fireworks and still to this day, I've never popped the fireworks. You will probably never see me ever do that. Um, <laughs> I've, I've gotten over my fear of being around them, but I have not jumped that hurdle of touching them quite yet. Um, but it's about me as a kid being afraid of fireworks. And I think the beauty of this story is that as I got older and sort of examined how I went through that phase, um, now I get picked on a lot by my family, which is really funny, especially on the 4th of July. Um, but I sort of like realized how grateful I was because a lot of Black kids, especially Black boys as kids, they don't they're not allowed to be afraid. They have to grow up very fast. They have to mature faster than other races. And it's sort of ripping their innocence away. It is okay to be afraid of things, even as an adult. It's okay to be afraid of things. It's just how you approach it. Um, so it, it meant a lot putting pen to paper and putting that out there that even as a Black kid, especially a Black boy, you can be afraid. It doesn't make you any less than, than any other person. It is okay working through that and trying to find a solution is what matters the most. Um, so that's basically what it's about. It's about a kid being afraid and he has his family 
mostly his grandmother, which is what I had um, by my side on the 4th of July, which was the worst day of my life um, because of the fireworks. <laughs> and so he had her by her side, by his side to sort of get through that, um, get through that fear. And even now that I released the book, I sort of see how it, a lot of kids that face autism um, can really enjoy this book because they have that sensitivity to um, flashing lights or loud sounds. So I've had a couple people, a couple family members that have reached out and said, wow, this is, on the other hand, like you wouldn't even know that kids with autism really enjoy this book because it sort of reaches on that, that it's okay that it's okay to not be out there with the others. It's okay to stay inside when you're not feeling it. And I love that. And not to be biased, but this is one of my favorite children's books that we've done. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, the illustrations just pop, the colors pop. It's just, the storyline is wonderful. And it, it has a, a real message behind it. And it not only can go, can be about fireworks. A kid can take this book and say, well, hey, I'm afraid of spiders or I'm afraid of the darkness. And they can literally see themselves in this book and say, yes. well, hey, if if he can get over his fear of fireworks, I can get over my fear of whatever it may be. So I, I really love the concept of this book. I loved putting it together. It was it was great. <laughs> you were was- great. Oh, yeah. the, whole, the whole the whole way through it was just <laughs> smooth and and I think I really loved it just because of the you know the concept and how smooth everything went with working with you I agree thank you so much and I creatively I wasn't even like thinking of like what it would look like like I once I started talking to you, Patricia, it like all came flowing and like seeing the colors and like the color choices that we chose and how it all came together just makes it even like, I look at it on the shelf. I'm like, how can I, like, how can you not choose that book? Like the cover of it is amazing. The colors design on it and all through the designs throughout the book, it's just, it's perfect. It's so perfect. And I was afraid that, okay, if I stuck with a holiday, would people only care about it? through that holiday. And then also how we're kind of getting more into celebrating Juneteenth and not really taking the 4th of July so seriously as a black community, um, and which is a whole nother conversation. I sort of had that fear when I was releasing the book, like are people gonna care because it mentions 4th of July and it's just done amazing. And so I'm so grateful for you guys. And, and I look at it every day and I'm like, wow, we did that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's great to see kids even it it just pops out to them. You know, it's, yes. it's one of the books on the table that kids just automatically grab because of all the colors, you know, and, yes. then, they, and then the parents realize, OK, this is about Fourth of July. And then they, re, you know, read on the back, read through it there. And they're like, OK, I, I really like this one. So, yes. yeah, no, it, it, it was put together very well. And you you two being the uh, primary people coming up, even with even the fireworks in the main character's eyes on that one page yes that that's like my favorite page I was like wow that's did you come up with that did did Patricia come up with that idea Patricia and I both came up with that I think I mentioned like 
I had I saw it in my head and then I like was trying to explain it and I think she just kind of like excelled and went with it and so I sent her a couple pictures and it turned out amazing amazing it is one of my favorite it, it sort of seals the whole book together yeah I, I totally agree yeah we, we both came up with most of the concepts together and we did the call yes and that yeah which I love that was my favorite part of the process when we just went page by page and and I had an idea for some of the stuff, but also I kind of already went through you guys' work. So I already knew that I was in trusted hands. So a lot of it, I kind of wanted to see like what was going to be created on you guys' part. And it just came together perfect. Yes, I love that. And when you, um, when you came out with the book and you presented it to family and friends, what was the response from them? Oh, okay. So I actually only told about two or three people that I was writing a book so I didn't tell anyone until the day the book came out which was insane my parents (laughs) were like why didn't you tell us about this like you like we should have been the first to know but I wanted to like have a I wanted to do it on my own it was something that I've always wanted and it's it was it's it's sort of my heart. It's my baby. So I wanted to go through this process alone. I wanted to tell everyone once I had the book in my hand and be like, this is the proof I did it, had my vindicated moment. So when I told everyone, I think my parents probably like, I didn't even finish the sentence and my parents were already like telling everyone. Like it was already on Facebook before I could get it on Facebook. It was already in the family and friends group chat before I could even get there. My parents were so happy, which made my heart smile. And it was actually the day that the book came out, it was a huge snowstorm and here in Kansas City. So like, what a perfect day. Everyone's at home. Go buy my book. (laughs) So, So the reception was amazing and it still is. And I think the most shocking thing is when people ask me to sign it. I'm like, I am no one. Like, I just wrote the book and you like want me to sign this. It's insane. I love it. I love that. And sometimes it's good to keep it to yourself until it's actually out. Um, yes. We've heard stories about people, you know, putting in their two cents and saying, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Then you'll right? get to second guessing. So I think that's amazing. That I th- is- Yeah. When you're ever, I feel like whenever you're in a creative field, people just don't get it unless they're in that field. Like every, like you grow up, you're saying, I'm going to be a singer, I'm going to be an actor. And everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. That sounds great. But then they're like, in their head, they're like, that's not going to happen. So it was kind of like, I wanted that moment of, I'm going to show you when it's out. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. So I agree. Love it. Love it. And then you did touch on this throughout the interview, but our very last question for you, what have you loved the most about being part of the 105 family? Oh, where do I even begin? The resource, like the resource that you guys have been, I'm sure Patricia was like, if this man sends me another text message, sends me another email, I told him I got it. I just like, I just wanted to make sure that I was on my part, that my part was well. I'm, I love the communication with you guys. But also, I, every time I like get on Instagram and I see 105 has tagged me in a post and they're promoting my book, like that means a lot. That means so much because 
we've already done our transaction really you I've, you guys already helped me make the book the book's out like our relationship really could be done but you guys continue to help market the book continue to take it on the road with you like that is the best part is is having that backup you guys are such a great backup and on the forefront at these different venues and different places with my book telling people about it and all the other amazing books that you guys have so that is my favorite part is being a great resource and it's it's funny you say that because that that is how a majority how many publishers operate is like you said and I, I believe you're you're now the second or third person who has said it on the podcast we you're right we could just be done we could just stop right there but yeah. when we do go out and show these these books not only are we helping our authors out but we've actually met authors in all these other yeah. cities so yeah. it's just it's a continuous growth and it you know it's, it's, it's never gonna stop so you know i I appreciate you saying that communication has been my number one focus when it comes to (laughs) business in general, because I personally hate when I reach out to somebody and it takes them a week just to respond and say, yes, (laughs) you know, so it's like, it's such a big pet peeve of mine. So whenever someone like yourself brings up communication, it, it makes me and us realize that we're doing what we said we were going to do. Mm-hmm. No, I always tell people, I'm like, especially if like if I'm in an interview for a job or whatever, I'm like, my worst, um, my worst skill is communication because not because I'm not going to, because I'm going to overly do it. Like <laughs> I, I need to know like what are the details yes no like the date the time are we good like even like when we were setting this up I sent that follow like are we still on like I just need to know (laughs) I hate being late for stuff and I hate not responding to anything and missing stuff so I I communication is so key yes I I totally agree communication is key that's that's the the statement And it's very important. And like how you and I were communicating, I appreciate you for communicating with me, you know, following up and making sure everything was good to go and getting my feedback. That's is very important. Very important. And even when I was shopping around for different publishers, I could all like that is sort of my go-to is how soon do they respond and how do they respond and so you guys responded so perfectly I think I submitted the form online and within then I actually think that evening like later on that evening I had gotten an email from Patricia so I'm like this is what I want this is what I love (laughs) (laughs) love it love it so Joshua tell our listeners where they can follow you where they can find your book and tell them again the title of the book yes so the title of the book is called colorful colors in the sky you can find it on amazon you can find it on barnes and noble you can find it on google play um and then also apple books and then also if you go to the 105 website you can find it on the website as well um if you also are in the Texas area, follow up with their um, with the different venue, venues that they go to. Make sure you check their booths out and stuff. <laughs> um, and then also you can follow me on Facebook at Joshua Chisholm, or you can also find me on Instagram under Cultural Savages. I think we're going to have to hire you as our hype man. 
<laughs> well, well, Joshua, I, I really am, again, grateful for you being a member of the 105 family. And like I said, uh, and matter of fact, before this, this is our first time meeting you and I. So yes. it was it was a pleasure speaking with you. This has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep on doing the Lord's work because we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the 105 Way podcast. You can tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk to you soon.